Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Welcome to World Spirituality Exploring the Unity within all cultures and faith traditions With your host, Rev. Paul John Roach So, hello and welcome to World Spirituality on the Unity Online Radio Network. Yes, I'm your host, Paul John Roach, back from my vacation in New Mexico in reasonably cool Fort Worth, Texas, which is very nice. And um, hold on, we've got a technical difficulty. There we go. Today, I welcome a remarkable woman, Regina Louise. She succeeded in transforming her life and now acts as a motivator to many. Uh, After living in over 30 foster homes, group homes, and psychiatric facilities before the age of 18, Regina put herself through college on scholarship, wrote two best-selling memoirs, and had her triumphant life story made into a lifetime movie called I Am Somebody's Child, The Regina Louise Story. Uh, She's been on various news networks, uh, been interviewed on Good Morning America, um, and uh, she now has a new uh, book out. It's called Permission Granted, Kick-Ass Strategies to Bootstrap You, uh, Your Way to Unconditional Self-Love. She's an advocate for transforming foster care. She speaks throughout the nation, telling her story. Uh, She's gained more degrees. She has an MFA from the University of of California. And uh, that's only the start because she's had uh, many uh, awards uh, given to her as well. So uh, it's a real honor and a distinct pleasure to welcome uh, Regina Louise to today's show. So welcome. Glad you're with us. Thank you, Paul. The honor is mine. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. You know, as a woman who identifies as one, female, and two, you know, black, it's, it's just a, a, a joy to, to have people, allies, if you will, share their platforms so that stories such as mine have the opportunity to reach as many people as possible. So thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a remarkable story for, for, for anyone, right? And, uh, of course, you, you bring that, you know, your particular, uh, background and flavor to this as well. And what I love about the book is the eloquence of the way it's written. Um, it's, it's very entertaining and hard hitting at the same time, but it, but it's so well put together. And, um, 
and you know that that's that's a wonderful thing because I because I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. It's, it's full of stories. It's full of excellent advice. It's full of strategies that you can use. There's 14 of them in the book, and we'll talk about them in a minute. Um, but it's it's very personal, um, but but also universal. I I don't know. I keep coming up with these dichotomies here because I, I feel yeah. that's that's what you're providing. You know. You're providing something very personal and yet something that we can all um, identify with. Um, and there's a large heartedness, there's a generosity to it, right? And I think that's that seems to be one of the things that you've uh, really embodied, it seems to me. Somebody's trying to call me and I don't know why that's happening, but that's okay. Um, let's see, where was I? I was talking about uh, generosity and compassion. That seems to shine through the, this book for me. Mm, mm, that's awesome. I'm so happy that you recognize that. And I love that when you, when you said it, it's about that di dichotomy, that dichotomous way of navigating through the world. But I think that that's the journey of so many of us who have been sanctioned as disenfranchised and, you know, if you will, the bastard, uh, the bastard children of America and how to navigate, as W.E.B. Dubois pointed out, how to navigate within and from double consciousness, right? That in and of itself is dichotomous. Right. You know, Jesus himself said, didn't he be, you know, in the world, but not of it, right? This, it's right. The, it, 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 you can't avoid the world. But on the other hand, you can't, you can't be mired in it either. And right. uh, your 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 story, your life story is, is powerful because, you know, you were apparently mired in it, you know, with all, all that teenage experience. And, and yet, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to triumph above it and um, and, and not to deny it. Right. It's it, it, it's part of who you are. It, this this um, it's a learning experience. There's a, there's a strategy, isn't there? I've got, I got to find it now that speaks to that. Um, it says grow, this is uh, strategy number four, grow through what you go through, right? So it's not right. It's not like you're going to avoid it. You have to go through it, but you, you can grow through it. I love that phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Eric Butterworth, who was a new thought minister, he came, he coined that term rather, and I remember as I write about in the book, when I happened upon it on Instagram, oftentimes because Instagram is so instantaneous, to whom the quotes are credited doesn't always come across. So of course, I did my research and it just so happens that I have a lot of reverence for new thought and science of mind and, you know, that kind of independent sacred learning and it was awesome because my entire life has been a massive study it's like i've been my own ethnographer <laughs> you know right and i've i've done what i can to make meaning of of this thing called me 
Yeah, and many of us in Unity, of course, are very familiar with Eric Butterworth because he was, as you say, you know, Unity minister, New Thought minister, wrote many wonderful books, uh, including um, Discover the Power Within You, which is, to mm. me, one of the greatest books written in New Thought and all mm. about the, the metaphysics of Jesus's life, or, you know, the spirituality mm -hmm. deep down within the, the Gospels. And what a wonderful book that is. And... Uh, yeah, he, he, he came up with lovely, um, man, many wonderful phrases that stick in your mind, you know, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the, like the one you just talked about. Um, I remember he, he was serving in a church in New York City and uh, had a lot of quite well-off people who would come to that ministry. And um, one of them, uh, one lady came up to him after service and, and showed off a new coat, and it was a sable coat. And she, she came up to Eric and said, don't you love my new sable? And uh, Eric said, yes, it's very nice. But really, God wants you to be stable, not to have sable. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that I can relate to in the, in the best way. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's nothing it. wrong with sable, right? But there's a deeper purpose in life than just accumulating yeah. things right and Ooh, and that's another another aspect of your you know another aspect your life is is the your willingness to give back right that's mm. that's really what you're about yes mm -hmm. oh absolutely i i mean if i think about it paul i not so unlike nelson mandela while he lived out his man young well middle age to a later age in solitary confinement on robin island when he went into prison i was held in solitary confinement in the u.s as a you know 14 15 year old girl and the only the only way out was through my own consciousness in that I will be the way out of here. And the way out of here is to find what, what, where is the hope in this situation? Ah, I'm the hope in this situation. And to, to be held in a room scantily clad and in pajamas or whatever, you know, I might have been wearing at the time on hard concrete, sometimes in my own urine, sometimes in my own defecation and feces and no windows, no door handles. And to recognize that the hope was the light that came across the threshold of that door and to place my dreams and my desires and the things that I would do and make those solemn vows into that light so that we could have this conversation right now. I can't think of a better way to use a life that was, that was, considered to be a waste, considered to be not worth the air I breathe, you know. So, yes, to me, 
for all of us who have felt marginalized, disenfranchised in our own families, right? I don't, one need not be an unwanted child or a displaced child. I mean, a lot of the same experiences that immigrants have and refugees have, foster children have those same experiences. We, we are and have been caught in the diasporic movement of being removed from our families of origins. And therefore, the way I feel it and see it is we become refugees in our own country, in our own communities, and from our own families. And so if this book can speak to that unnameable dissonance that rides shotgun with anybody's daily existence, then the giving back, the living through is worth it. Yeah? I agree with you totally, and it's very eloquently put. Um, you know, one of the th keys that I've come across in my spiritual practice, and um, and I'm sure it's true for you, is that, you know, when we're in desperate straits and we, there's nowhere else to turn, you know, we find within us the, 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 the courage and the strength because it comes from spirit, right? When everything right. else is gone, something remains, and Ooh. and it seems to speak forth in those desperate times, you know. And it seems you to me talk many about the resurrection. Go on, Paul. Let's keep talking about the <laughs> resurrection right there. Let's yeah, go. There we go. Go ahead. There we go. But you know, when, when many of your strategies speak to that, right? Because uh, you know, when when we're um, in those desperate situations. Uh, there's grace. There's something that comes to us, and and you you know you talk about bring your own permission, right? You, uh -huh, when, when, uh -huh. we, when we've uh, when, when we've run out of people to trust or to help, and in fact we got the opposite, then the only thing we got left is that that something within us, you know. And you the uh -huh. second strategy: do not give up ever, stand uh -huh. in your dignity. Um, you know, uh, and and then begin to strategize around that. You know, create your own permission statement and and mm. etc. So, so it's the whole idea that um, you know. I, I remember actually a a, a British um, diplomat was was taken uh, hostage in uh, some country in in South America, and uh, the the first thing he decided to do was to 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 say, well, okay, I'm dead, and uh, and then after that. He felt he felt capable, and and I oh. thought what what he'd done there was let let his humanness die, right? Let let his oh. fears and his concerns die, so so that then he could see well what what have we got left after that? Because he didn't want all his fears to cloud him or to get in the yeah. way, so he couldn't be empowered. And because of that, you know, he had the resilience to continue through that difficult ordeal. And I've always liked that, and I, I think there is something of a death, right? We we've we've died to something in order that we can. There's that resurrection again. You talk. There about. it is again. You know, we die to something so that we can be born to something new, and, and that's part of your, the, you know, the triumph of your life, right? That the that you know your new life came like a phoenix from the ashes, if you like. Yeah, I I love that. You just helped me write a a little 
quip. Uh, when the outside world fails us, uh, when there is no one to come for us, even when we send for them, this is the time to turn inward towards our own humanness. We are what's left when all's lost. Right. And there's power in that, isn't there? Yeah. Oh. There's a, mm. It's something that we can't even imagine that we could be. Right. You know, it's it's almost miraculous like i said and uh, it's too bad sometimes isn't it that we have to go through trauma or some people bottom out you know they they can't deal with life anymore um it's too bad we have to go through these traumas these hell hellish states in order to get grace but it seems that's that's the way it happens sometimes yes uh i i love uh, I love how you say it, it's a way to get grace. I mean, on the other side of it, let's go back to Christianity. Let's go back to the 12 stations of the cross. You know, let's go back to Jesus's body being entombed. And then after three days, the, 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 he is risen. So I, I think, yes, it, it is too bad that, or is it? Right. Because if that is the only way for one to be initiated into the realm of grace, then OK. Right. That, that's that. Gives Bring us it on. Something. Yeah. It gives us something to chew on. Right, Paul? At yes. least it does for me, because I I yes, I agree that having to go through it, having to go through unmitigated uh, uh, trauma after another after another can can leave its its dark fingerprints upon one's soul. But I love this idea of going to that place where spirit meets bone, and to know that from that place where grace where grace emanate. Grace comes from that place where spirit meets bone. All challenges can be washed away. So in a way, the difficult things that we choose to endure can also be the gateway to beginning again. And once you've got, you know, got that new beginning, um, there's a it's like a snowball effect, right? You, you know, mm. you don't have to go back. Um, you know, the, the, it, it builds on itself, right? And, and you've seen that in your own life, success after success coming to you because of that, you know, willingness to triumph over the adversity, but then also to use it for good. And um, I was listening to the um, interview that you had with uh, Good Morning America, right? And mm, that, that was mm. quite powerful. That must have been quite a powerful experience for you. And you talk about it in the book as well. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine, you know, my dream? See, one of the things that I've had to very recently come to understand, and it it makes my heart sad, but at the same time, I think I get it. I had this dream of, of obviously uh, being a guest on, you know, the Good Morning Americas, the Oprahs, you know, women who represent uh, women like me. And so to have the one come to fruition with, with 
Robin Roberts was amazing. But at the same time, it's a really interesting thing that I'm beginning to to look into. It's like the things that we pray for. So was that something I prayed to happen? Is that something that prayer can actually, can prayer influence something like that to happen? Or is this, these opportunities, these cut in lines, these ways of bringing certain types of dreams to fruition, is it something that actually we can invoke Jesus or, or Christ consciousness or universal consciousness to do on our behalf, to do that kind of bidding as though it's the middle man or woman? Or, or Paul, is it the Christ consciousness or the universal consciousness in another human being that can make those phone calls, that can give you that cut in line, that can, 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 you know, reach out to a friend and say, hey, can you make this happen? Because that's what happened with Good Morning America. A good friend reached out to her good friend who just so happened to be the, the production manager on that show and made that happen. And I, I've been sitting back lately with, wow, is it, is it this idea of relying on the goodness of other people? And then I had to back up and say, well, it's all God, all of it. And, and that helped me. So yes, to get back to your initial question, yes, it was exciting. But for me, the way my mind is designed, I need to break it all down and to see how that came into being and to learn to where to give the correct admiration and gratitude. Right. That's a, that's quite a subtle point, isn't it? Because, uh, so often we pray for things thinking that that's what is the best for us. Well, it might right. not be, right? Um, you know, right. And however wonderful the interview was on Good Morning America, it was a five-minute interview, you know, in a long life. And it's like, that was lovely, but I still got to live my life and do what is right for me. And, uh, and I'm not trying to downplay it, but I'm saying that, um, you know, sometimes you get your, the things you think are your heart's desire, and then you realize, well, okay, that was great, but... I know there's something more, right? And, and right. after a while, you kind of don't want to—you don't want to bother God, if you like, or spirit, with your right. ideas. You, you want to be an open channel for for God, for the spirit's ideas, you know. And, there uh, you go. That, there you go. That bring, yeah, that brings us even greater, greater things. So, um, you know, and I think that's the mistake people make with prosperity too. Actually, is um, you know, we believe in prosperity, right? In in New Thought and everything, and a lot of other churches do too. But you, unfortunately, it's, it, you can get sidetracked into the stuff and, and forget that you know it's a means to an end, right? It's not. It's not right. the, again. It's not the stable. It's being stable. And uh, right, you know, right. So, so there's it's a that, deepening. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. No. That's fine. You know, I'm so glad. First of all, I am. I am. I am in this moment right now, touched, moved by this conversation because these types of conversations that I have had in the various podcasts and 
these types of interviews, it has been, it has been, ah, grace. It has been a lifetime in waiting. You know, I've, I've wanted these conversations and I've been having them with myself and on the page, you know, resting what I can from the experiences I've, I've had. And I love this idea of moving out of the way and allowing spirit to move in as and through me and us. And I, 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 I believe that is what has drawn me wholeheartedly to new thought is this idea, this truth, if you will, of spirit moving through me, in me, as me. And if I were to look at all of the intellectual properties, I have been that conduit for first book, second book, my third book, my one woman show, and as well as the, the Lifetime movie. All of those things came about as a result of me moving my, you know, this idea of triumph of the spirit is when a lesser belief gives way to a higher truth, right? And so had I believed all the things that people said about me, I was a waste of time, I was a mistake, I was a nobody's child, my life, I was taking up air simply by breathing. Had I, you know, had I found traction in those ways of being and wedded myself to them, there is no way we'd be having this conversation. But it's That's right. that, right? It's that desire to move out of the way and to allow a larger truth, to allow spirit to triumph over those lesser truths that are mitigated, that are perpetuated by race consciousness. And thank you, God, that you did you know, triumph and persevere over that because unfortunately we know many examples of folks who, you know, didn't break free, right? That are that are still downtrodden and victims and, and whatnot. And so our heart goes out to those. And I, I know you yes. do a lot of work with, with people like that as well. And, uh, you know, that that's hugely important. So we, we need people to make the breakthrough and, and then, to, you know, to encourage others, uh, you know, across the, the threshold too. Folks, I'm with uh, Regina um, Louise. Um, she's written a wonderful book called Permission Granted. We're at the break. Let's talk more about these kick-out strategies to bootstrap your way to unconditional self-love after these messages from Unity. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. We now return to World Spirituality with Reverend Paul John Roach. So welcome to the second part of today's show. I'm with Regina Louise. We're talking about her book, Permission Granted, Kick-Ass Strategies to Bootstrap Your Way to Unconditional Self-Love. And uh, one of the strategies is com- composing your own personal permission statement. So I- I'm going to ask uh, Regina what-, what that is exactly. How do you do that? <laughs> Wow. Well, one of the ways I have enjoyed doing that is finding what I like to call super adjectives, right? So sit down and and comprise a list or in my book on page 115, Begin to look at the book, look at the words that are there, visionary, meticulous, thoughtful, considerate, invigorating, and, you know, fantastic, knowledgeable. And I even give a few, you know, like, 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 how would I say, millennial ways to describe oneself, hellacious, popping, rocking on fleek, legit, you know, and, and find the words that resonate with you. Find the qualities, you know, that, that resonate and pick 12 of them, right? So resilient might be one, hellacious might be one, relentless, generous, intelligent, compassionate, kind, efficacious. So, so get the 12, identify the 12 that resonate with your soul. And then from that 12, Come up, reduce it down to six that that really resonate with you. And then you get to compose a, a, a statement. And it might go something like, I am, I am, I am generous. Courageously, I grant myself permission to... Rock my life like a boss in the interest of disenfranchised demographics. My purpose is to be on purpose. It is like me to thrive. It is like me to succeed. So something like this. So my particular permission statement that I have created for myself is something like this. I am determined and passionate, a gifted speaker, trainer, author, and coach. I am world-renowned and highly sought after. Courageously, I grant myself permission to move and inspirit others to be their personal best. In the interest of transformation, my purpose is to fiercely utilize my talents to support each human I am asked to hold space for. It is like me to not only know my purpose, but to be on purpose. It is like me to know that I am a child of all that is good. It is like me to know that I am a perfect emanation of spirit. And so it is. And 
So it's, it's stepping into the truth, Reverend Paul, of who I believe and feel myself to be. And that's, that's how spirits, I'm going to say, in, in what I just shared, I recognize in what I just shared, spirits' fingerprints. Spirits' fingerprints are all over that. It's like tapping Braille. But my, my, my body and my, my essence being the, the Braille alphabet, if you will, and spirit tapping the qualities of itself into my consciousness and then me stepping into those qualities, if you will, of purpose, of passion, of courage, transformation, and understanding what it is to be in one's dignity is to know one's worth simply in our humanness in our humanity so that that's how i that's how i understand and and that's how i'm contextualizing what it means to write a permission statement yeah beautifully put i love it and uh, you know it's very similar to some of the things we might do in unity simply because we talk the same language you know we're talking about the qualities or the divine ideas we might say in unity that there are for all of us right god has poured out you know a uniquely a vast amount of um, divine ideas that we can all use and there's some that are right for us you know others may may not resonate with us but the key is and i love i love what you said you had a full list of, of terms and you came down to six you know, we, we, we need to focalize on those that are really meaningful to us at this particular place in our life, right? And mm -hmm. uh, because then they become empowered, you know, then right. then we have the, con like you said, that we have the context for them. They're, they're meaningful, they resonate, they, they, they fill us with excitement. And, and only when we have excitement for something do we, we bring it into being, right? I can mm. believe that it's not just thinking, you have to feel it, right? You know, and right. you know that's that's part of the book i think is um you know you're feeling it and of course there's one of the strategies is is pure uh spiritual metaphysics it says uh receive for yourself as you believe in yourself you know Ooh. as you believe it so you can receive it right that that's that's Ooh. a wonderful great law isn't it um mm. you know god can can only do for you what you what you allow you know god to do in and through you so um it you know that's it's wonderful to talk this stuff but unless we're mm -hmm. willing right unless there's a willingness to to embody it it's not going to happen and i think some right. people you know there's some people say well i know this stuff but it doesn't work for me well what, what's happening then they're, they're not in some way they're not allowing it to be real for them right it's just right. a nice idea they haven't brought it down into their into their hands and their heart yet and um right. i think this book this book helps you do that, right? It's um, right. It, 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 you use a lot of words like grant permission, engage, allow, um, you know, be with it, it, with this new understanding. Um, and I, I love the one. What is it? Get off your back. And get on your side. Get off your back. Because you know side, we're, we're so hard on ourselves sometimes, aren't we? Oh, you know, I tried so hard, but it still doesn't work. You know. Well, get off your back, you know, give yourself permission to, to relax here, you know, be, yes. be an advocate for yourself, and a, right? And, a, and, and be, and, and, you know, 
there's something that is really powerful, powerful, powerful that I am learning because I'm learning from this book every day, right? Right. And, you know, if, if I go back to the churches of my youth, I, I came through so many denominations from, you know, the Church of the Nazarene to Church of God in Christ to Pentecostal churches to I've, I've been to a through to a couple of Catholic churches and I've attended more satyrs than I could actually keep count of. So I've had this this experience of so many so much diversity in or or I've stood at the doorways of of many different uh, places from which to enter into spirit. But I want to go back to something that you said that I'm recognizing is this idea of, of, of excitement, you know, people saying, well, I've tried this and I've tried that. How come, how come, you know, it's not finding me. And I think about this idea of, of excitement to have an eagerness for oneself, right? To the, the, like one of the things that I recognize that has been with me my entire life is an enthusiasm, an eagerness to meet the day. And when my feet touch the ground, to know that this is another day that I get to meet a higher consciousness, that I... I get to be excited about because I I could be a, a impetus for someone to heal, for someone to smile, for someone to step into a truth about themselves in any particular moment. So I think there's something to be said about how to become elated about one's own incarnation the fact that i don't need anyone outside of myself to to recognize the joy the joy of being a natural expression of nature itself right and you know yeah so anyway i just i digress but i wanted to jump on that well i think people are you know attracted to those people that have that zest or sometimes they call it charisma or or whatever, but they, you know, they'll say, I want some of that, you know, because I I don't feel that same energy. And, and, uh, but the the truth is, you know, we can all have that because, you know, we're all made in the image and likeness of God. You know, you mentioned about one strategy you have is uh, be a subject expert on yourself, uh, on you. Yes. Um, Yes. all of us are usually kind of focused on us in a narcissistic way, but in order to become right. a subject uh, uh, expert on yourself, you have to look at yourself with a little honesty and dispassion, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's that only only spirit can do that. In other words, you're allowing your witness self to look at you honestly, and and good and bad, right? See all sides of us with compassion. But, you know, that's that's a way to get beyond ego, because some of us are so lost and, you know, enshrouded in our own egos that we we can't see ourselves. You know, we see everything through ego instead of through spirit. Right. And And when we see so much. Where did you go? 
Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you're saying about ego. And just yesterday, I had a, what I call waking meditations, where I can meditate right in the moment, eyes wide open, and just drop in. And I had this this experience of understanding ego just a little bit better. And this idea that it is that voice that convinces me that, or tries, it works hard to convince me in the face of, of, of me standing in my own self-confidence and self-worth, it, it will try to convince me that I'm not enough and that this will never happen. And, and, and I say this, let me give you some context. So I am pursuing the life rights of a young woman's story so that I can shop her story around for potential, you know, to turn it into a movie, a film. And the ego, whether it be the ego of other people who are like, gosh, can't you find stories that have that are about happy endings? Aren't you tired of, of working with foster care and all that drudgery? And to me, that was the ego of someone else being uncomfortable right. with the truth of other people's dispositions and, 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 and lots in life. And whereas for me, I had to, I decided to watch my ego and recognize there was no need to defend my desire to move from an inspirited place because that's what spirit is, right? To inspirit, to blow life into something. So instead of taking on that person's egoic commentary and, and not defending, because what's there to defend? If I know the truth, there's no need to wild out. There's no need to to try and dominate or course correct it. Oh, interesting. I hear you. So it was a moment that I felt my spiritual good sense was able to make room for my own egoic response to soften, to flex a little bit. You mentioned in the book that uh, somebody called you by your childhood name at one point and you had the, a visceral reaction to it, right? Because it caught you unawares and you were back into that period of your life and it took a while to to, to center yourself again, you know? And it's the same right. idea, isn't it? There's, there's times when we we get called out, uh, you know, our, our ego is not in control for that moment and, and it gets overwhelmed. Um, but, you know, I, th I see those moments as salutary and helpful sometimes because, you know, it just points out, oh, you know, it's part of the whole of me. And you have another strategy for that. It's uh, be with the wild, wild mess <laughs> of you. And uh, yes. I, lo I love that. You know, um, Pema Chodron, the great spiritual teacher, said uh, those are the juicy parts of us, you know, and they make us uniquely us. And um, so it's OK to be a hot mess. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, that that's the, you know the, the, we're, none of us are perfect, um, no. and, and in fact the, the the you know the things that we may see as our our um, shortcomings 
often make us the more more human right so, mm-hmm. so you know we don't want to be too picture perfect you know we want to be real right because if we're if we are out picturing picture perfect that's not quite being real because once we get to that you know, to that uh, one day, uh, this is the perfect outpicturing of what I want. That that in and of itself isn't real. If we understand the tenets of Buddhism, how you know nothing is permanent and everything is right. always in a constant flux of change. So, right. I love that you that be with the wild, wild mess of you resonated with with you because it was one of my. I mean, they're all favorites to me. I, I can say that I'm not one to have favorite children. I try and and be with each person in the, to the degree that they will allow the connection to happen in the moment. And that's also with things that I'm creating, you know, that are creating through me. But what I love about being with the Wild Wild Mess of You is I partnered with Kat Quinn. She's a singer-songwriter. And she wrote the the trailer for the Lifetime movie, I Am Somebody's Child, the Regina Louise story. And the name of that song is, is Anybody Out There? And it is on Apple Music. And what I love is the song she wrote is beautiful because it's about, it's about in this particular strategy, I believe that that there are outlaws that live in us. There are sheriffs. If I use the the frontier, the Wild West frontier as the metaphor for understanding what be with the wild, wild mess of you is about, I believe there potentially are the archetypes of of of, as I said, outlaws, right? Gunmen, sheriffs, posses, the townspeople. The, the the those who live on the outskirts of town and what to do when all of those archetypes show up at one time or another for a showdown right and because it it for me at least a lot of my life has has been on the frontier of being wild i mean let's face it I was not parented. I grew up in situations where, thank goodness that I had the capacity to adultify at a very young age. Right. You know what I'm saying? So this whole idea, be with the wild, wild mess of you, I think is one of the most kick-ass strategies because... It invites us, as you said, you know, to the venerable Pema Chodron, you know, it makes it interesting. It makes it electrifying. It's the part of us that we need also. So it's, we don't have to strive for perfection other than to be perfectly who we are in any moment and any time. And then, as you said earlier, to meet ourselves with tenderness, kindness, compassion, because to me, those are the tenets of love. I didn't want to end the show without mentioning, as you mentioned earlier, that you come from the you know, African-American experience. And, and when you mentioned some of the stereotypes and, uh, you know, uh, the ways that the Wild West acted and thought, I, I was uh, listening to an interview with a 
a leader in Barbados yesterday, and he was talking about uh, reparations, you know, for, for the 300 years of slavery that happened there in the Caribbean. And uh, he said all the, all the archetypes, stereotypes, whatever, power structures are really very much in place. You know, blacks are not um, enslaved anymore, but in, in some ways the system is still, you know, keeping people down. And, and we're right in the middle of, uh, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter. And, and uh, I know Unity itself has done a lot of work recently with uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. And uh, th these are huge subjects, and they probably need another show to do, you know, to really focus on them. But uh, you know, it's a double whammy, isn't it? Not only are you having difficulty being not parented, but you know, you're you're in a um, a society also that you know is um, what's the word? You know, still still got work to do here before we have true equity and and inclusion, right? Right. I mean, yes. And my question is, what do we do in the face of that truth? Yes. Right. So how so I'm not going to wait for anybody to give me permission to step into that place or step from that place of of having a degree of equity for myself. So if I can come from my, if I can learn to be fair, if I can learn to be impartial, if I can learn to be generous with me, then I get to be, as Cornell West said in an interview around hope, I get to be a hope. So yes. to be a hope, to be equity, how do I, the, the, the great leaders, uh, 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 Rosa Parks, right? She was about equity. Uh, Martin Luther King, right? So many, many, many others. Mother Teresa, right? People right. who stood and, and stand, it, Louise Hay, right? People who have stood and stand in the, is it a fight? Or, or who have stood in the position of being that hope which they wanted to see in the world. They became those hopes. So I invite all of us to step into our understanding of the value that we are, what it means to be fair, what it means to, to be a space where within ourselves, where we can first understand our value, understand our worth, met that to ourselves from kindness, from the resources of kindness, from the resources of affection. I have a practice that I call the love of compassion that I think is a beautiful segue into the practice of experiencing equity towards ourselves. And I think that's a great place to start from, Reverend I, Paul. I think that's a wonderful response. Thank you so much and very eloquently put. And uh, leads us to the last strategy uh, as we move towards the end of the show, which I particularly like. It's another play on words. It's a dream the I'm possible dream, right? I love that. Yes. 
I'm possible. See, you love the ones lovely, I love. I, think I, love, I love that phrase. You know, I'm possible. Just to affirm that to yourself, uh, it yes. feels good. You know, I'm possible. <laughs> Here I am. Yes. <laughs> yes. And all that came out. I, I mean, one of the things I've had to learn to understand about this life and about listening to spirit is I've always, I've always dreamed in what I like to call, I dream in equality, right? I dream that I've always dreamt that how can I be any less than all that is good? How can, so I might not be able to get myself to Oprah. I might not be able to actually get myself to a TED talk to get my, to get what I espouse about life in these tenets that, that are spiritually coming through me onto the world stage, but it doesn't matter because I am able to give that to myself. I'm able to give myself that like you deserve to create from a place where you know you're equal. Your status, Regina, is right, right where it is. And you have the right to do this. And by writing it, by the fact that you're writing it, provides yourself with an opportunity. So I become exemplary of an equal opportunity self-employer, right? I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, Regina, let me tell people about next week's show, and then we'll have the final word. Um, okay. Next week, Kate Ekman joins me, and she's going to explore her 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. She calls it taking the full spirit workout. So there's a nice mm. little dovetail into the wonderful topics that we've been talking about today. But right now, I want to thank Regina Louise so much for being on our show. What a wonderful show. Thank you. You're welcome, Reverend Paul. Thank you. And thanks for listening, folks. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.